Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to the Ulama Profile this Thursday night the 26th of January. It's a very different Ulama Profile for me. I'm currently in Azadwal. Uh, the wife's nephew is not well and we request the du'as of all the listeners of Radio Islam. So he's, he's, he's quite ill at the moment and we ask the listeners of Radio Islam to please do make du'a for him. Allah grant him complete afiyah. We welcome on the program two special guests this evening, Morana Ishaq Fawda and Brother Qasim Muhammadi. Morana Ishaq, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Morana, how are you? Alhamdulillah, very well, Morana. And Jazakallah so much for your time this evening. Amin, amin. Jazakallah to you for having the opportunity to speak on the show. Dr. Qasim Zab, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Jazakallah so much for taking out your time. I'm sure on a very cool uh, evening in Turkey. Yes, it is very cool in Turkey. <laughs> but it's a pleasure to be with you guys. So really, you know, we always start off one, one special feature is that we pay condolences to the family on the passing away of the alim. You know, in Alim, we don't realize how much of effort, sacrifice, and social work goes with it. And we want to thank the family for making the sacrifice. We are speaking this evening on a very special Alim, uh, Alim from the Durban KZN area, Morana Abdul Qadir Muhammadi. And we are going to go through his lifestyle. Perhaps we start off with the son, Dr. Saab, uh, a brief background into the Muhammadi family. Okay, so... Um where can we start? Uh, my great-grandfather, his name was Ismail Mohamedi. I think he was the one that came from the Indo-Part subcontinent to South Africa. And right. uh, if I remember correctly, he was a tailor. And uh, my grandfather, he, his name was uh, Kassam Mohamedi. By profession, he was a teacher and he was also a uh, mayor of Dalla. Okay, okay, subhanAllah. And, so uh, your father was born in Verulam? So my father, he is originally from Dallam. Okay, okay. And then the and initial uh, years of his studies, uh, his primary school, Hibs, etc., would be in that particular area? Yes, so his primary school and his high school, also his Hibs, was also done in Dallam. MashaAllah. Uh, Morana Saab, coming back to you, after Morana studied his Hibs and his Adin, his... Uh, school, etc. Where would Morana thereafter go and, and study in terms of his alim, etc., Morana? Yes, so after Morana completed his uh, matric, which is in 1989, uh, he first he pursued a diploma in architecture uh, in the local MI Sultan Technicon, and he completed that. After that, he started his uh, bachelor BA degree in '91. After one year, in 1992, he started, he went to Darul Ulum, Newcastle, and he studied there, and he finished his Arden course in 1997. But just to note, uh, two things, Manana also, at the simultaneously while studying Darul Ulum, his uh, Arden course study, he also completed his BA degree in 1994, and he achieved Kam Lode, which is of a very high standard, while he doing with his studies in uh, Darul Ulum, Newcastle. And he studied under Mawlana Qasim Suna, rahimahullah. And I can recount many times, Mawlana would mention 
you know, his memory in Makkah from Sina, in the class of Makkah from Sina was. And he, thereafter, he pursued a diploma in higher education because he always had the, the, the passion to go into teaching. So that he completed in 1998. Again, he achieved Kamil Day there. And that was in terms of his study. After, after a number of years, then he pursued his master's and then his PhD in economics, specifically economic economics. His master's so, so he studied quite a few, if I, if I understand correctly. He done something in, in architecture and then he done something else and then teaching. So, so he, he was well studied. Uh, in the university, etc., along with his Alim Fadil course. Gigi, let me hear uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, and um, uh, my brother, my cousin, can correct me, but he, he, his father instilled in the, the, you know, the discipline and that, that attention to go out and further your studies, etc. And his father was very, uh, as a teacher, his father was, was always, you know, uh, stressing upon the fact that he should achieve a degree and should excel in whatever he does. So whatever he done, he has excelled in it and he put his, his mind to it. And he, as we'll see later on, the qualities which he had, one of the outstanding features or qualities which he had, which very few people have nowadays, is dedication to whatever he put his mind to. So as you can see from his... Uh, and actually, one time I was preparing my CV, and he said in his CV, uh, he, has, he was helping me to prepare my CV, and he told me, okay, uh, I'm sending you my CV, can you a template? And he joking, he said after that, I don't expect you to. I don't expect it to be as long as mine. From the TV, was quite uh, very well educated, very yeah, in both uh, the Islamic side and uh, the world defenses. So, respected listeners, we are speaking of Monan Abdul Qadir, Monan Muhammadi, and we have Monana Sailo as well as Monana Samusat, and both of them are sharing uh, uh, information regarding Monana. Uh, we've thus far covered where Morana was born and the family history and Morana's studies. Perhaps we go now to, to Dr. Saab and we ask him, Dr. Saab, one feature that we have in our ulama profile is that we speak about some of the qualities of the person uh, as a father, not as a, as a professor or as a alim, to just, you know, if I could say it in, in open, who was Morana to you as a father and to your siblings, Dr. Saab? Uh, to be honest, uh, to me, he was my everything. Alhamdulillah, all my success is totally attributed to Allah. But uh, he was the um, driving force behind it. And uh, he had uh, 10 children. And he gave all of them the best education that he could give them. And uh, he always supported all of us in whatever endeavors that uh, we wanted to undertake. And uh, just I'll give you a few examples. Uh, generally in Turkey, uh, they perform Tarawih Salah during Ramadan, but they don't do it with the Khatam. And he was uh, the one that actually encouraged me and he told me, please go and find a public venue and perform Tarawih. If it's not a popular thing, maybe you can start it and one day it might become popular. Okay. And um, Alhamdulillah, it was through him that I actually ended up performing uh, Khatam Tarawih. Uh, throughout my stay in Turkey, and um, he, wa- he was very strict in bringing us up, and he was always wanted us to uh, be brought up with that Islamic, very very strict Islamic ethos. Uh, but even though he was very strict, he would always give us reasons as to why 
he's doing certain things. He won't just say, you can't do this, and that's it. He would say, no, you can't do this, but the reason for this is that. Okay, okay. And, uh, he always wanted us to uh, pursue both, especially his male children, Islamic education and um, non-Islamic education. Especially he wanted uh, us to pursue uh, subjects in the science field. Uh, but despite that, uh, for example, before sending me to study university in Turkey, he uh, made me promise him that I would one day become an army, inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah. How far are you in that, in that uh, aspiration? Inshallah, when I return back to South Africa, so inshallah, I think inshallah. I will uh, start making an effort to pursue it. Inshallah, make it uh, come to fruition, inshallah. Inshallah. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you spoke earlier regarding uh, some of the services that Maulana had given, and I'm sure it's a whole litany of services uh, spanning after his graduation. Perhaps you want to take us through what Maulana had served and where he had served, and then some of the, the avenues where he made an impact within the Ummah. Mm-hmm. So after Maulana graduated, then... As, as I said, he pursued a, a diploma in education because he always had the, the, the desire to teach. So he taught in the audience school, our local audience uh, Islamic school, from the year 1998 to 2002. And to note, he taught at the same time as Mu'ah Ahmed Muhammad, uh, from the Jamaica Ulama residence. And when Mu'ah Ahmed Muhammad actually came to visit Ms. Uh, and he mentioned a very, uh, uh, how can you say, a very touching story of his experience with Mu'ah and he said, and this was a feature that everyone knew Marana for, that while uh, he was teaching there in the school, then whatever uh, periods were, 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 were uh, going and teaching Quran, he would minus those hours and then deduct that from his salary and give it back to the school. Allah. That, that, that he would never ever take money for teaching Quran or doing some sort of khidmat of deen. So he taught in Korean school. After that, he, in 2002 to 2003, he uh, pursued, he started his master's, so he, he left foreign school. And in 2004, he was there, he got employed by the local UK University, uh, the Westville campus. And until he passed away, he was there. In, in, in terms of Dini Khidmat, from his uh, days in Orient, he used to have a hit class from home. And in 2001, and simultaneously, he also uh, started an Arabic class in the evening for, okay, it was on a Tuesday and Thursday evening. He used to teach uh, adult Arabic, and then thereafter, that class, that, well, from, from then, his students remained right until he passed away, right until he passed away. And those students then progressed from Arabic to, they started, he started teaching in Tafsir, Hadith, etc. And Marana was so dedicated to that, again, his dedication, that whatever, come what may be, whether we're having a dawah at home or whatever it is, uh, he would be there for the Arabic classes. He would never have a uh, And then also after he, uh, he also started teaching a local hip class, so he started teaching from home from 2010 right until 2021 in the local hip class here in Durban. And 2021, just about a year and a half before he passed away, uh, he moved to another madrasa, and there he was teaching uh, local indigenous children. And that one, he really, really enjoyed. 
and he used to often speak about it at home, how he enjoyed teaching those children, how dedicated they were. And from, from 2010, he was teaching uh, in a hips class. He used to go early in the morning, half past four, uh, quarter to five in the morning, he used to be um, dedicated. Like, and, and one preacher, is, and he, got it, he used to tell us that his, uh, his uncle was taught in hips, uh, Monday to Sunday, mother of that. So no, 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 basically his thing was no, there's no break. No, Monday to Sunday. Whatever it, whatever it may be, but Monday to Sunday. And that's why he enjoyed this when he was indigenous children because they were they also were dedicated to in in the sense that they would come and they would attend on a Sunday Madrasa. There was an amazing thing that Mufti Sadaji was making mention of uh, and that was the fact that uh, although Marana was teaching in the university but he never had any bank account uh, he would take whatever was given to him in remuneration uh, in cash so that he did not involve himself in any bank details, which I found really amazing. And even the fact that the university would accede to such a request because it's not the norm in institutes like that. GD, that, that was uh, based upon his, you know, his uh, in-depth knowledge of, of, of the modern financial system. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, you know, he achieved his PhD in his uh, economics. So he felt that uh, the, the modern system was, was the whole banking system is, uh, is based upon riba interest. So anything to do with the banking system, he, you know, he was he was very staunch and very very strong upon that. He would not touch anything to do from the uh, coming from the bank to the extent that he sadly mustn't even go through the bank. So that's why he had uh, um, agreement with the university to be paid in cash. That was up to a certain time, even afterwards. Uh, they done away with that, so he had to. But yeah, so he was, and also another feature of it was that he didn't possess a, a, a poem right until he passed away, and he never ever gave into that. Uh, you know, uh, and he was against modern technology, quite staunch against the, 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 the power. He felt that a phone will be it will take up your time and usurp your time, the precious time that you can get. Sure. Out. So, respected listeners, I, I want to take you through uh, uh, one of the recordings of Morana, and his tilawat was very distinct, and he was very, uh, he's, he's something that would stand out. Let's take a listen to his tilawat. If any one of the family, perhaps one of Morana's children, want to send a message, you can do so, and I would read it out. The number is 071-878-9748. 071-878-9748. And let's take a listen to Morana's Tilawat. When we return, we carry on with our program.
That was Marana Abdul Qadir Muhammadis Tilawat of Quran. And really, sometimes when you hear the voice and you know the personality, it just.
that I think the phone line just cut off. So the number if anyone wants to send is zero seven one eight seven eight nine seven four eight. we have a message Assalamu alaikum hope Morana Sap is well. I'm a family member of Morana Abdul Qadr. Morana Tarawi used to be in the same pace as the recording that is being played now. Morana dislikes fast recitation, especially during Tarawi. For this reason Morana used to read Tarawi at home followed by his family because of the masjid was the the pace in the masjid was a bit faster. Subhanallah, and that just goes to show Mawlana's dedication to Tilawat of Quran. Dr. Saab, coming to you, uh, in terms of your father, perhaps you can expound on us on some of the qualities that he had and that he had possessed? Okay, so some of the qualities that would really leave an impact on me, I'll just mention a few of them. Uh, firstly, he was a very, very principled person. I haven't come across anyone in my life as principled as him. Uh, as I think Mara Ishaq said, uh, he was probably the only person that was paid cash in his university. Not only that, he refused to accept any kind of health insurance, any kind of uh, housing benefit, any kind of car benefit, because he said all of these have an element of interest within it. Also, he was an ardent perfectionist. Whatever he did, he did it to the best of his ability and as close uh, to perfect as one can get. And <clears throat> another thing about him is that uh, he did have differences with ulama, but despite these differences, uh, never have I ever seen him uh, badmouth them or attack the character or attack the personality. And he would be very, uh, very particular, even with those around him, that no one could ever make riba. Like the moment even someone around him would just start mentioning something, he immediately tell him, fear Allah and don't uh, make favor. And also he was very helpful, uh, especially uh, to people who are in need of help. And um, generally uh, in the university, the foreign Muslim students uh, used to really respect him and love him for that. And he always wanted <clears throat> the best for everyone. And if anyone wanted help or anyone needed something, his door was always open for them. And uh, one more mention, he was very humble and he really liked anyone praising him. Sometimes when people should ask him what is the occupation, he would tell them, I teach him in a madrasa. He wouldn't tell them I'm a doctor at the university, in the economics department, to anything. SubhanAllah. We have some messages coming in. If the listeners do want to send any messages, the number is 071-878-9748. It is said, Assalamu alaikum. We had the opportunity to be neighbors to Mawlana Abdul Qadir Muhammadi for a few years. And one of the most beautiful memories our family has of Mawlana 
is that every Friday evening of the year, Marana used to read Qiyamul Layl. Our bedroom window faced his lounge window. We used to fall asleep to the beautiful recitation of Quran, subhanAllah. In this day, when people complain about music coming from the neighbors, we were blessed with Quran from our neighbors, subhanAllah. What an honor, mashallah. Truly, truly something which is blessed. Marana, it's hard coming back to you. Uh, if there's anything that we've left out or that Marana would like to comment about, please, Marana can do so. Uh, my brother Nakasim really, you know, encapsulated uh, those qualities of Morana which are which are which aren't found in in, in many people, you know. It's a certain quality. But I, I, I'll add to that also, and through uh, you know a lot of many discussions with him, is that he at the end of the day Morana was an alim, and I didn't mean he was a scholar par excellence in the sense that he was an academic. He achieved he, he achieved his PhD in economics. So he, he 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 had a very very deep understanding, uh, and of course that you know that that, that, that journey of, of pursuing a PhD changed his mind. So he he was a very deep intellectual uh, uh, discussion, discourse, etc. To the extent that and and to the family we knew to a certain extent how well achieved he was in his in his, in his field. And I just mentioned that uh, for example he so he traveled to uh, in, uh, Qatar. Indonesia, to Kashmir, to Tanzania, to Turkey for the for, for many conferences uh, in Islamic economics, and in many of these conferences he was a keynote speaker. And when he passed away, his colleagues from university came home for 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 a target, so to say. And each of them, I I, I asked each of them, just you know, share with us your your experience with him as an as a, as a, as a work colleague, and give us some insight to him as a work colleague, and. They shared each of the experiences, but but one one you know one common thing which I heard from all of them is that he was extremely intelligent, very very dedicated, very very. They would say a, a lot of them said that when they had any question with regard to anything, with regard to a certain matter, whether it be a you know a matter, academic matter, whether it be something to do with the university, etc., they would love to go ask him why, because he always gave thought. He always he didn't just give an, a blurt out an answer without thinking about it. He always put his mind to it, applied his mind, tried to come to the best answer. And that was, you know, uh, of course, that uh, as he as he progressed in his studies, that, that training. But he had that he had that quality of being able to apply his mind, of you know, being a scholar who was who was uh, able to, to to merge between the two, uh, between Islamic science and the worldly sciences. And I'm really achieve what he achieved. And really, one and I have to say that every day, not a day that goes, uh, that he comes to our mind. And especially in the field of work I'm in, you know, he he was guiding me through this, this whole this whole journey, this whole uh, you know, the field of work I'm in with regard to Islamic research. And he was there, and now he's no more. At the age of 51, he passed away. We may go to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, but in the last Maulana, I just want to end off with this last message with regards to Maulana's Quran and humbleness. When a local young Qari in the area started Tajweed lessons, Maulana immediately joined to better his recitation and Qira'ah. Despite being more than 20 years older than his Ustad and fellow classmates, subhanAllah, truly, truly amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maulana, yourself, I would really like to say Jazakallah so much for taking out your time. Your brother-in-law, Dr. Amen. Qasim, Jazakumullah so much. Really, there's a lot mm-hmm. to learn from the life of Maulana, and I think... Aspire to academic excellence, 
the, the better the, the condition will be of the greater Ummah. And we are ever grateful for your time this evening. Jazakallah to for affording me the opportunity to share experiences. And inshallah, we can all take lessons from his life and apply Allah Jazakallah. Jazakallah. Dr. Shah, Jazakallah to you as well. Jazakallah so much. It was just a pleasure to be with you guys. Can I just say one last thing? Please, you're most welcome to do so. You know, uh, one thing uh, that's very interesting, he had 10 children and the marriage did not stop him from study. He got his PhD when my ninth sibling, my, yeah, my ninth sibling was born, Amina, and she was two years old. Until the end of his life, he continued to study. And also one thing, uh, he always wanted ulama to be independent. And he didn't want them to be dependent on the community. Sure. So, so Mona, when he was in, did he have some business or something Dr. Sapi was doing at the site? Or was he just... No, just, he, uh, he just, I don't know, he, he wasn't doing any business. Allah was just providing for him. SubhanAllah. <laughs> but, but, but truly amazing, really. Uh, is it possible you could think of perhaps pending this down in a book? I think there's so much in your father's life that while the memories are fresh and while yourself, your siblings, some other colleagues, if you pen these thoughts and you put a book through it, I, I think that the inspiration in there would be something that will really be appreciated. Inshallah, maybe I can look forward to doing something like that in the future. In the future, I know you're quite busy now. Are you completed already or are you still studying? No, Alhamdulillah, I'm completed. I'm just uh, rounding up my documents. Allah Ta'ala make it easy for you and Allah grant you afiyah. We request your special dua inshallah. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum. That was the son and son in law of Mulan Abdul Qadr Muhammadi. And perhaps the basis of today's discussion was the academic excellence, the pursuit of perfection, and the wanting to achieve so much is something that we all can take inspiration from. A message coming in, I'm a Hibsdor student of Morana. I started my door with Morana. Though I was half in the Quran for about 40 years, at age 50, I redid my door with him. On my first lesson of Surah Fatiha, I stayed on the Surah for over a week. His level of tajweed was par excellence. Subhanallah, he will be humbly. Truly, truly amazing. Uh, another sad news that I want to share with the listeners is Mawana Shahidul Islam. Mawana Shahidul Islam was from Bangladesh uh, and he was uh, riding in, in Dubai due to some political unrest that was happening and Mawana had passed away. Mawana was really a very vibrant individual that was doing a lot of good work. Mawana visited the country a few times. I remember him at the Jamitul Ulama offices as well. Morana had passed on. We make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive the shortcomings of Morana, accept all the good that he had done, fill his cover with nur, grant him the highest of stages in Jannatul Firdaus. Ameen. I will take leave now, inshallah. I request your special duas as well. We make dua for the greater good of the Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we hope that inshallah this Friday will be a spiritually day for most of us, if not all, inshallah. From myself, Ubaidullah Boja. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.